Good evening, it's Tuesday night, it's 8pm, that can mean only one thing, it's the Rangers AF podcast and I am joined tonight by a guy whose surname rhymes with beer, it's Stuart Weir, good evening, how are you doing? <laughs> if only I was the heir to some fortune, and you know, it was uh, my, my having my own brewery, I'm, I'm, almost, I'm, I'm almost tempted to quote a certain Mr Oliver Reed, but I had better not, because we, we want to remain on air for the next uh, wee while anyway. <laughs> No, I'm I'm doing well. Just saying there before we came on out that it'd been ages since we spoke uh, or have seen each other, so it's nice to see you looking so well and resplendent in your, I think that was called Cerise, when it was old British Leland colour. <laughs> <laughs> I think on the Castor website, it's quite simply pink. Um, <laughs> no, like, this this top was, was a weird journey, by the way. Obviously, it wasn't available via your standard Rangers store channel. You had to actually buy it from the Castor shop. And then when it arrived, it had no sponsor, nothing on it. And I thought, well, that's just typical Castor, to be fair. But I, but I prefer it. I think it's quite nice with it, the sponsor, didn't you? I was... Um, I, I, I was... Uh... My my son, I had to give him a history lesson the other other week. There he was coming in with Castor stuff, and when the new Rangers talk came out and various other bits and pieces. Look at this! Look at this! Look, you know, look at this! Um, this is fantastic, isn't it? Come and see this. This is what happened when it was Adidas or Nike. You know, and it was like, oh right, aye. You know, and, and I, you know, and I and I do think, you know, hindsight and you know. History is always like through a certain uh, tinted colour glasses, depending on your persuasion. But you, you look back at some of the old kits, and I mean, I think I think some people are getting their money quite easy just now. No, oh, agreed. I mean, Castor lasts about three or four washes, um, and you know, I've well, been, I have to say, that's, that's, that's at least three more than the, the original Admiral kits lasted. <laughs> When they, went, when they went from the famous light blue to the famous light purple, and it was uh, bring your bring your tops if they don't look right, bring them back in and we'll exchange them for a new one, which again will only last for one machine wash. Aye, well, we'll cash your mind back to Puma if you know if I need to remind you of that when when your when your package turned up for the courier, you opened it and it was just dust. You had to play a guessing game <laughs> to see what, what was actually in there. <laughs> absolute nightmare. But now some of the old kits were absolute quality. Um, and I've got quite a few in the wardrobe upstairs that are you know still standing the test of time. Um, but I don't think these ones will. I mean, this one might to be fair because there's that no, you know there's a lot of embroidery on it. There's no a lot of um, sticky on stuff. But um, I will. will uh, and you're also limited. Be supposed to. Also limited to where you can wear those colours. <laughs> Well, that's, a, that's another story altogether. Um, but here, listen, let's um, let's uh, let's dive into the previous match, shall we? In fact, before we do that, I'll just have a look in the chat and see who's there because there's quite a lot of messages in there. So let's um, let's see who's there. I've got uh, Ali Quinn. Good evening, uh, Ross, my pal Ross. Good evening, mate. Um, all snags, not Puma. I agreed, mate. That's probably um, apologies Aldo. for going there. James Black's in there. Um, and lovely top snags as well from Ross. Thanks, mate. I think you saw it firsthand actually when we played Napoli. In fact, we cried into it. It's still got the tears from that <laughs> night. And <laughs> to be fair, but um, I thanks everybody for tuning in. Uh, by the way, and, um, and 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 apologies. There's no been a pod for a while. Obviously, conflicting schedules. People going away on holidays. God damn them, having jobs. That kind of stuff um, has meant that we've been um, offline for a wee bit, but hopefully um, we can we can tap the drum um, for a more regular podcast. Tap the, I mean, no, beat the drum. I think I meant there. Um, even, anyway, I've even, my, I've even got my sticks handy just for. <laughs> you, brought, you bring the props, mate. You bring the props. Uh, Calvin Bennett's in there as well. Good evening, mate. So last match then, mate, was Rangers versus Dundee United. Uh, Scottish Premier League Saturday the 17th of September at 1500 hours I believe at Ibrox Stadium Rangers lineup that night was uh, McGregor Tav Golson King uh, good to see Barisic Jack Lundstrom Arfield and first league start for Charlie McCann and Kent and Chola <laughs> uh, 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 um, what were your thoughts on the lineup going into the game what were your expectations more importantly it was going to be interesting to see what cha what the changes um, or the changes in personnel actually did to the standard of general play or the quality of the team. And to be honest, I think very, very quickly we kind of saw that Rangers were actually, they moved the ball better. And I think Cholac is, is, is a... He's a, he's a good target man. I think, he, I think he's... I think he's one of these guys that actually is possibly 
a better player than he looks. Um, I think sometimes he looks maybe cumbersome and a bit awkward, but I think actually he's a he's a he's a he can be a good ball player and he holds the ball up well and and equally he's got a finish on him and he gets in the right place. And you know, I know it's been suggested and sort of shot down in flames or or a very it's at least at least brought a very quizzical look from Giovanni van Bronckhorst. If ever you suggest, um, if you played Morelis and uh, Cholats together, what benefits that might bring? Because I think he's got it in his head that you only play one striker simply because I, I think anybody that does that and plays with one striker and plays the the, the kind of four two three one formation. Ultimately, I do think there is a bit of a kind of pragmatic side to them that they know if they play two strikers and neither of the two of them track back, you're suddenly left with a shortage of numbers either in the middle of the park or defensively. And I think it's a fail-safe on the the manager's part that he's only ever going to play with one, one striker. Hence the reason why we might never see the two of them together, whereas other managers, previous managers at, at Rangers had various permutations in terms of either the lineups or in terms of the, the, the way you utilise personnel. And I don't think, you know, I think the days of, um, you know, a Haley and McCoy's partnership up front are... Are, is definitely something you will only ever read in the history books and again in about another five or ten years time i think those days are long gone Aye, and i think you'll you'll obviously see it on youtube or something and you'll and you'll have to check that the video is genuine like when you see it when you see a, a formation of four well i mean uh you know i, I i'm i'm not going to get a give a history lesson and despite what a certain mr wasp said earl, earlier on that's w-a-s-p-e um, on on um, on uh, on Twitter, um, that stands for White Anglo-Saxon Presbyterian Egypt. Um, I, I'm not on here just to speak to myself for two hours, but I think when you see, like you know, you suddenly you're suddenly aware of just how good a different generation were at Rangers. When you think that, like you know, guys like Ian Ferguson and uh, Stuart McCall and the lights could almost like tie down midfields defensively single-handedly and and allow you know more attacking options i think i, I think you know I, I don't think it's rocket science to work out if you've got four defenders and two holding midfield players and other guys that are maybe drifting here there and everywhere you're not going to use all of your attacking options to full force at any you know any one time no no i, I completely agree with you there and uh, what you were saying about um, the system that, that, that Geo plays. I think um, in order for that system to be successful, I think you have to have um, the two wingers firing. <laughs> yeah. I, don't think, I don't think we've had any wingers firing for quite some time. Um, and, you know, we've, we've, we've been very much reliant on the precision of James Tavernier and Bonabaricic, which is great and all that. But, I mean, coming into this game, I don't know about you, like off the back of Napoli, obviously we saw... We saw something. We saw something in the first half that that that, that seems that seemed to significant, you know, to 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 signify that there was some kind of change happening mm-hmm. potentially in terms of energy and desire. Um, and I almost kind of looked at this game as I kind of to throw down a marker. Do you know what I mean? To say actually, this is going to start the season now, surely. And if Celtic can beat this mob nine 0 then you know, surely we can take at least six after them at Ibrox, right? And then. I, I saw the lineup and I thought, do you know what? Actually, having McCann in the middle, I, I, I sort of semi-guessed that he might play as a as a as a number ten almost. Um, but at the same time, for for him to to you know to work in that role again, you need that dynamicism in the team, and it, and it's just lacking. I mean, Ryan Kent, you know, let's let let's let's talk about Ryan Kent for a minute. I mean, the opening moments of the match where Tavernier plays the ball into Ryan Jack, who, who again finds himself on the left-hand side of the box. You know, um, I don't know what he's doing up there these days, but there's obviously been a change to to the way that he plays. But, you know, he 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 lays a pass perfectly for Kent, who tries to take it first time on his left foot. I mean, the ball's coming from the left to right. I don't know why in his head, 
you know, it's something we used to do at school when you're learning how to play football. You know what I mean? You kind of trip over your legs a bit, <laughs> um, and he just kind of tries tries to do that. And it, and it's very clear that that, that 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 you know he shrank in terms of his confidence. But he scored three goals in the last fifty six games. Right, his last mm. the last time he scored domestically was December last year. He's literally our only dynamic outlet in that in that front three. Really, when you when you think about it in terms of creativity, and it, and it, and and that in itself is a is a massive concern for me. There, there, there are two forms of creativity, if you like. One is a guy that makes the chances for himself, and the other is a person that makes the chances for other people. And right at this minute in time, I don't think Ryan Kent is actually doing either. I think whereas he would have got himself into a position where he would have had a dig, um, you know, even from outside the box or tried and played, played himself into the, the, the penalty area to, to maybe make his options a bit easier. That, that kind of, and the word you used earlier there was confidence. I really think, and I, I mean, I've praised the, the guy because I've never, I've never found him one to hide, but I think he is now playing within himself. He is now looking for easy options, easy layoffs, easy passes, almost like giving the ball to other people to set the agenda rather than saying, give it to me and I'll show you how to do it. Yeah, agreed. Um, and that's, you know, that's, that is a huge concern. And and something that bothers me is obviously, you know, do, do we stick or twist, you know, do we, do we carry on playing him to get his confidence up or do, you know, does, does, does Gio stick him on the bench for a couple of games? Um, to see if that if that improves things, you know, and for me, it's it just it's one of those, you know, who who, who do you stick in his place? Well, that's <laughs> that's the, that's the thing that, that I think is the dilemma for um, Giovanni van Bronckhorst. I think that under normal circumstances, he might say, right, I'll take you out of the team for a couple of weeks, use you as an impact substitute. You're still part of my plans and all the rest of it, but you just know that. Van Bronckhorst would be absolutely slaughtered, you know, totally castigated if he did that as a way of either finding the player's form or improving Rangers' form, and it just didn't work, and it backfired, and all of a sudden, you know, Kent has been introduced to a game rather than at the start when it's nil-nil and, and one moment of, you know, brilliance or genius um and, and that's that's brilliance with a small b and genius with a very small even smaller g lowercase lower i very lowercase but it you know what you know what i mean it only it only takes one um one piece of skill to change a game at nil nil whereas the last thing you're looking for is somebody who's already under pressure and who's playing with his chin on his chest and fighting to look up is to be basically introduced to a football match where you're a goal down or chasing a game or running into the last 20 minutes of a game where you need a goal just to you know just to get an advantage it's it's a it's a a dilemma i think that um van bronckhorst could be doing without because i think he's got other issues elsewhere yeah agreed 100 percent. and uh obviously there's been a lot of chat uh well particularly in the in the in the the John Bennett files that we'll get to a bit later, but um, <clears throat> about Scotty Arfield and he he obviously had his had his first fair share of chances in the game. I mean, there was a moment where uh, Lundstrom actually played it to Kent, who who managed to get a pass into Arfield. It was a it was a good pass, but he, he tried to direct it in the corner, um, and instead he directed it into as the govern. And he had a few chances like that um, to kind of put the ball away. But again, I mean, I don't think Scott Arfield's somebody that we should be relying on as a no as a as a poacher, no, 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 striker. no. It's, I mean, one of the guys I mentioned earlier on there was was Stuart McCall. Yeah, Stuart McCall was never a guy who's going to find himself too often in those kind of positions, and therefore you didn't rely on him. Whereas, you know, Ian Ferguson or Van Bronckhorst himself or George Alberts or you know, go through history, there were guys that would actually get themselves into a position and back themselves that Rangers are currently in a position where you're relying on Scott Arfield to be doing or fulfilling that role for you. I mean, don't get me wrong, he's come up with the goods several times over, 
but you don't want to be reliant on somebody like him. And I, and I think the questions then are, are, are subsequently asked, was that not the position that Lawrence was supposed to be playing? Now, I know he's had his own issues as well, I mean, you know, injuries and, 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 and whatever, and being bedded in. But we're into, you know, we're into the, the end of September now, moving into October, you know, you would think all the kind of, the the um, bedding in that was would you know and running in that was going to have to be done would be done by now, and I and again I think Lawrence probably is is more comfortable in that kind of position, but sometimes you you worry and, and I mean what you said there about about Jack suddenly finding himself in the left hand side, I mean the, the penalty area, I'd I'd like to put a, a a GPS system on him, just just to track him, just to see you no. Know, where is his, the, you know, sort of heat map? Because at times you think to yourself, what, what are you doing there? Why are you there? You know, and how did you get there? It's almost as if there's a one of these one of these trap doors that used to get the palladium. You know, you disappear under, and the man has disappeared, and he up pops, he pops pops up another thirty yards away. This is an underground tunnel network at Ibrox that he can disappear down. It's it, it's it's actually baffling because. I'm not saying you should be able to, you know, throw a lasso around these guys to know where they're playing. You have to move. You have to move about, but it's where they're moving to, and we've seen it several times over this season that Rangers have ended up with three and four guys contesting an area of the pitch, and there's a there's a great wilderness out either on one side or the other where you'll find Tavernier with his hand up or Barisic with his hand up saying, over here, if you can make a pass. And, again, that, that, that is down to the formation stroke tactics and knowing what you're doing. And sometimes I think Rangers evidently don't know what they're doing. They're, 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 they're playing off, off the cuff because they have to, because they don't really have a game plan to, to take teams out of it. Yeah, and I think you hit the nail on the head there um, in terms of you know not really knowing knowing what they're doing. I mean, you've only got to look at, at the game at Celtic Park to 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 kind of see that you know the that the you know there could be a butterfly flying past and everybody would be distracted. Yeah, <laughs> and whilst the manager shouting, watch that guy running there. <laughs> Never mind the butterfly. Watch that guy. He's oh too late. You know, it's it's a wee bit like that at the moment. It's it's very very disjointed. And it's almost like when it works, it's it's luck, you know. But at the same time, you know, if we talk about the goal, so, you know, counter-attack, classic counter-attack, James Tavernier runs the entire length of the pitch, um, plays in a low cross to, to Cholak, who takes a touch and smashes it on the half volley, uh, back of the net, crack and finish. And, you know, you kind of touched on it earlier where, you know, sometimes he doesn't look the most mobile of players, but he is literally that guy who, if you give him service in the box, he'll put it away every single time, um, which is which is what he's done on a on a consistent basis right now, um, which is encouraging. But it's also, I think, it's it, it's it's kind of covering the rest of the team with a band aid, um, you know, based on what he does and 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 who we've got to to, to kind of fill in at that position, um, and I think to go in it to kind of half you know to half time in that position. Wasn't he great? Um, you know, given the amount of chances that we had in the first half to put that game to bed, it, it it's almost like it's almost like pulling the opposition onto yourself. You know what I mean? It's almost like it's, it's almost like attracting the pressure because yeah. at, at one nil, as in any team, doesn't matter who it is, if you get away with a one nil scoreline um, at half time, having given up as many chances and still find yourself in the game and still actually make one or two chances of your own, you're going to go in at half time in a far better mood than the team that's actually winning, you know, winning at half time. And I think, I mean, it, it's something you see time and time again. You mentioned there, you know, well, if if Dundee United can concede, you know, six and seven and eight and nine goals against X, Y and Z, then Rangers should be in a position to I don't think it works that way. I think you're, you're still at the end of every match saying, a win's a win, a clean sheet's a clean sheet, three points, take it, move on, hoping that the next time around it will be a better, more solid performance. And, and 
you know, again, after so many matches this season, you're still looking for Rangers to put back-to-back games together where they actually either look confident and look in control or they're relatively trouble-free and and, and, and taking the, the, the victories. And it just hasn't happened, regardless of the opposition. I agree. Um, let's have a wee look in the comments, see what folks are saying. Um, it's 1-1 with the ladies, apparently, at the moment. That's good. Congrats to the ladies. Hope, hope they get a win out of this. Um, Robert Robertson says, Hiya, Snags and Stuart from Bansley. Bansley. Uh, a bit of Bansley. Um Oh, McNaught says Alfie doesn't like doesn't like playing with anyone beside him. Is that a direct quote? Unless like, you got that off his Instagram or something? <laughs> Did but they actually say that? The, the, the thing is, though, you, you know, if, whether that's the case or not, at times if you're the coach or the manager and, and you're trying to, you know, you're trying to impress on people, this is what you should do or could do. You just have to go with it, and the guys have got to. You've got to buy into that. You know, you, you cannot have people basically dictating. This is how I play, and I'm only going to play the one way. Well, if you're only going to play the one way, let's say you're winning a golden boot and scoring 35 goals this season. Don't, you know, if, if, if the team's not playing well and there has to be a change, then a change it is. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> Carrie Munchers says, football pundit, punditry look royalty. What is the signing on fee, Mr. Stewart? We are currently <laughs> in a stake pie, at least. It was actually, it was actually two goldfish in a balloon. And... <laughs> Standard into that, so he always impresses me. Yeah, absolutely. And there's no specification as to the size of the balloon. (laughs) Never. (laughs) Always keep you guessing. So actually, she she just what it says there about a pie. I actually know. Um. To if I I I might as well tell say their names because neither are here now. Ken Gallagher um, and uh, Alan Davison, when one was at the Herald and the other was at Evening Times, they arranged to go down to Blackburn interview uh, Kenny Dalglish, and that was Kenny Dalglish's fee, a state pie, <laughs> because he just couldn't get his hands in a state pie, either in Blackburn or Southport or wherever it might have been. He wanted a real traditional state pie. So they, they you know, it was this urgent call. Um, on the desk one day, copy, copy, right? Get yourself dirty, such and such a boot, just like a steak pie. Which size is steak pie? I don't know. Um, four pounds of meat in it or something like that. No, but it lasted an army about a month. But uh, that was it. That was the fee that he, well, he took and accepted. Uh, to be honest, it was it was value for money. I have to say. Well, massive fan of steak pies myself, mate. We we bit of mustard and some mustard mash. You know what I'm saying? You can't go wrong with that. So uh, respect that. Um, so Scott Perrick said it didn't have a £20 note under it. <laughs> I actually had it inside like a, a birthday dumpling <laughs> and a wee like fortune cookie message. Hi, <laughs> like, you, you've been had, <laughs> you're about to come into more pies. Um, so, so second half, then Stuart, right? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna touch it too much. Obviously, we managed to score another <laughs> goal, Yaldi, um, which was a, a trademark. Barisic pinpoint cross, Cholak who finishes neatly at the near post. Lovely finish as well. And then um Ryan Kent actually had a shot on target where he where he works the keeper. Um loose ball went astray. And then Scott Wright come on also had a shot on target, but it was a bit meh. I mean, I'm I'm still still unconvinced that Scott Wright's got a got a future at Rangers, to be honest with uh away. And then the rest of the game kind of Peters out a wee bit, and then you know we've got to save it at the death off the line. Um, classic yeah. Rangers, you know, energy energy levels seem to go panic set in. Get um, the defibrillator out. That was <laughs> it. You know, let's, what let's is that the about? I mean, I mean, seriously, the the inability to close out matches is 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 beyond me. Either in keeping the the keeping the um, he doesn't really mean that comment. He's he's got a voodoo doll. I'm feeling pains all over my body just now after the comment he made earlier. Don't think you can kiss and make up with me. Um, but no, I, 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 why is it so difficult to shut out a game? Close out a game? You're two goals to the good. Play keep ball. There's enough players in that Rangers team that can play keep ball. There's enough players in that Rangers side that can make passes and run into space. And, and all of a sudden, it's almost like they take a five-yard step backwards and 
say, right, we're, we're, we're not going to press forward in case we lose any ground territorially. And 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 I again, as I said earlier on, all you do is give the opposition a chance to suddenly go 10 yards further up the pitch and that, that, that compresses you defensively and puts you under more pressure. It's almost like we, we invite it on as well. Do you know what I mean? There's there's kind of no resolution to it when it happens. Everybody just panics. Um, and, and, you know, but but in other games, you know, if we look back to, to, to PSV, for example, we seem to do it all right <laughs> for some reason there. <laughs> like, what 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 is going on? That is, you know, that is that is the key question. And, it, you know, we could we could tactically analyse it to death. But, you know, I think at the end of the day, it's there's something no right you know, mentally with this team. But that's the point I made earlier there. You do yeah. not get that level of performance twice. You don't get into successive games. So you you, you go to, you, you play in Eindhoven and you you do a number on a on a very good team. You score the goal, you don't give up space, you don't give up time, you don't give up territory. You, you hold possession and you defend with your life. And the next time they then go out, it's like they haven't been formally introduced to each other. And like, oh, 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 you're here again. I think I saw you last week. It's I remember like, you. Yeah, I remember, I, I, I remember you. What, what shirt did you have on last week? Oh, it's the same one. You know, it's it's almost like they're, they're, they're complete strangers. And has somebody's pressed, you know, control, alt, delete, and take away all memory they had of what they'd done previously. I, I've never, yeah. I've never known a team that, and and there have been some listen, some shambolic Rangers teams over the years. But this one, they seem to spend a lot of time being coached in the most basic things that they then forget. And for me, that that you're asking questions, you then start to ask questions about what are the messages that are actually being coached in or what messages are they getting from the dressing room or the touchline or in advance of games well the last guy that used to deliver messages um Mackay, i think his name was he's been he's been missing for some time so i, I don't know maybe it's one of the trapdoor things you were talking about <laughs> i was just i was just thinking there sure you know because i because i like my analogies right i was thinking there what is it like well i'll tell you what it's like it's like when i take the dogs out right when i take the dogs out they recognize people right and they recognize the people the most who've got treats in their pockets right same tactic every single time sit with the eyes sniff the pocket wait until they get the treats and i wonder if, it, if, if it's a similar thing with the rangers team they're going for the for the guy with the treats rather than the guy with the ball or the guy who's running down the channel do you know what i mean i wonder if it's a bit of that going on it's a it's just a bit too complex for them the, to, they to seem to be, I, but they, they seem you're right i mean the, the best analogy you made there was the butterfly analogy I mean that that literally it's like that. Oh, that's different. Oh, it's a goal. You know what I mean? It's it's yeah. it, it, the the uh, the other week there I, I posted up a picture of the it was the um, the the weather areas. You know, Dogger and all these different bits. You know, German bite and all the rest of it. And basically, I said that was that was Rangers zonal system when it came to defending corners, and you know. Again, if you're if you're well practiced and well rehearsed and well versed in these things, you can counter everything and anything. But the thing the thing is, it's it, you know the zonal system works, but the zone that you're in, you've still got to move towards the ball. You don't just stand and wait the ball coming to you because that's when you get bit, beaten when you post headers and guys coming in at pace, stealing in ahead of you, and you start conceding goals then. And it's, I mean, those are fundamentals. And you do wonder sometimes who is actually doing the coaching defensively. And even even amongst themselves, have you not actually worked out what you're actually doing here? You're leaving gaps that people are running into. Plug the gaps by moving. Yeah. And I, and I don't even think the management team have got a clue who's who's delivering what either, mate. I think that's, <laughs> that's the huge problem. I think that's why we're having a ton of rounding coaches that are just disappearing in trapdoors. Um, but I mean, we can only hope... Uh, that things improve now we've got an international break but you know the signs aren't the signs aren't good um right now for sure yeah so, I, I wonder if they're, I wonder if they're doing this international break to be honest you know what I mean is it is it going to be is it going to be running you know and for those that are left 
doing a bit of kind of intensive coaching or video watching or is it just basically have a few days off? You're not doing Netflix. anything. Right, net Netflix going going. You know the eliminations are running Blackpool. Uh, I don't know, mate. Honestly, I I mean, obviously, you know, we can only hope that uh, things improve, mate. But um, we've had some questions about the about the John Bennett files, so let's um let's address those. But before we do that, let's go have a quick word for the sponsors. Please subscribe to the Rangers AF podcast. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling a change. I'm feeling it in the air. Um, <laughs> gets me every time. Those are the best jingles. You know, it's like listening to Tony Blackburn and sound of the sixties and still singing all the jingles you heard when you were like, you know, seven years old. And that comes on there. It's just, it's just absolute quality. Yeah. No, I'm a massive fan. It, you know, it injects injects happiness into a depressing podcast. I've actually got a, a Champions League theme one that um, I need to put up uh, next time, actually, because because we'll probably need it as well. <laughs> Just to cheer you up. <laughs> uh, exactly. There's a couple of wee comments, actually, from uh, Wasp. I saying game management's been an issue. He's talking about a pen or something. What's he talking about there? What's that talking about? See, uh, it's the wee men in black. Pen, Stuart. All right, I see. I get it now. I get it. Um he was saying something else about Doug's as well there. Scott Wright sniff sniff the treats. Agreed. Aye, let's <laughs> let's do that. But um, aye, let's 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 talk about um. Well, let's let's analyze Rangers' his, his PR and marketing um strategy as 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 a whole. Really, sure. Um, obviously, John Bennett um had a had a wee two part video out today, which which started its life behind a paywall. Then there appeared to be some kind of war that broke out regards, you know, why would you know offer it for free, which which obviously they should. And then magically it became free. I don't know if that was a that was a subtweet to David Graham or not, but you know, I, I wouldn't want to speculate. But let's let's just talk about some key things that have happened, right? So obviously European travel partner, right? CTM Sport got jacked today. Was it announced by the official club channel? No, it was announced by Michael, the sea guy, right? Who's a, who's a lovely lad, by the way, but I don't think he should be the channel for club PR and comms. Um, my jazz, right? A couple of tweet rants about my jazz. Now, I've always said that my jazz is a wee bit of a pyramid scheme, right? It's it, it's just one of these things that you're paying for. It's ticket tax, right? You're, you're statistically more likely to get struck by lightning then get a ticket, but you'll get five MyJers points if it's blue, but it has to be blue in colour, right? And then, obviously, the interview today. Um, now, I watched both parts. I don't know if you've had a chance to see it, but it, it kind of came across as, um, you know, I was out in the street the other day and this wee guy came up to me and he told me that somebody had been saying some bad things about Edmiston House, which, you know, talking about racking up assists for it and stuff like that. It just felt a bit kind of arrogant, you know, and kind of off, off message a wee bit, um, and I don't think it was a, a it was a good customer experience for the fans. Yeah. What were your thoughts on it? Well, I I I watched I watched the whole thing back to front and inside out. If you know what I mean, I yeah. I, I saw the I saw the second bit first and was intrigued to see why he was or what he was saying. So then went back and watched the first bit. And then had to watch the second bit again to make sure that they actually heard it right the 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 first time. It's you know, Rangers are in a position, you know, a, a decade on from when they you know they virtually disappeared without trace. They're now in a position where they've worked their way back into Champions League football. They had a fantastic run in Europe last season, um, which was a, a an unexpected cash cow for the club. The Champions League, let's not kid ourselves on, and and and, and uh, you know, gone are the days where Rangers were unlucky to miss the final of the Champions League on on goal difference or by one point or whatever it was, or that you were you were going to go. You know, toe to toe with some of the the big European giants, the prize, the prize, is um, actually getting into the Champions League. Anything beyond that is basically 
sprinkles and you know hundreds and thousands and a couple extra smarties and all the rest of it. But Rangers have, have, have taken a decision, and you saw that with the, 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 the ticket packages that they had, that this was them back in the Champions League, and you will have two ways of watching the Champions League. Either, either you pay the dough or you don't pay the dough. You know, and they were going to cash in on this by hook or by crook. Okay, I get that to a point, but if you're paying that amount of money, there has to be a net benefit of where that money is then going. Only time will tell how that money is going to be invested and only time will tell how the money that's a guarantee or a banker is going to be invested. You know, I, I remember Rangers. Rangers, in a great many years, come back, oh, you know, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, even, maybe even longer, the League Cup was a guarantee of European football. And I knew certain Rangers players at that point in time who were given unexpected bonuses after winning the League Cup because Rangers had basically qualified for Europe. And the thank you was for qualifying for Europe, here is a bonus, um, a bonus, you know, cash in hand, if you like. For, for getting us into Europe for next season because we can now guarantee that we will have a game in Europe and that will earn us X number of pounds. I, I, I just wonder who is working the abacus just now and, and where that money where that money's going. You know, I, I don't think somebody's sitting there with a, 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 a wedge of notes and putting, you know, putting, there's a tenner in the the, the tea caddy and there's a tenner in the biscuit tin and there's a tenner under the bed sort of type thing but but you get that feeling that it's almost like even though there's a lot of money kicking around there it's still almost a hand-to-mouth existence maybe maybe I'm, I'm i'm wrong but i just feel that there is a there's a lack of foresight or there's a lack of um insight into how those monies might be accrued and then how they might be spent and and that bit of it kind of worries me and what was said today was it just left too many kind of grey areas no real answers of this is the vision, this is where we're going this is what we should be doing and this is where we want to be, it was almost like well look how, look how well we've done to get here in the first place yeah yeah, and 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 that's the thing that irks me a little bit. Um, you know, there's there's I don't want to say everything's broken, but I don't think I would be, you know, too too far away um, you know, suggesting that because, you know, look at the ticketing system, look at like you say, you know, the 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 Champions League packages, you know, just just the way the club are going about things and prioritizing um things is just it's disconnected from what is required. Because we ultimately are the customer that you know bring a, a large portion of those funds in, and we should be treated with with some respect. But the problem, the problem, you know, the problem you now have, no. yeah, yeah. But the problem you now have is that that for Rangers to capitalise in their popularity again, as of now, no, there is incredible money south of the border in terms of television revenues. There is incredible money in terms of the sponsorships that are to be had and, and the likes. But every single club in England of a certain size, the one of the priorities that they have is to increase the size of the stadia, increase their potential, their ticket money. And that means, however, you have got to speculate to accumulate and Rangers are not really in a position whereby they can say, let's let's build another level on, or let's reconstruct this stand to put an extra tier on. Let's 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 build out at the back of the Broom Loan. Let's build out the back of the Copeland Road. Put an extra extra level in. Make really big stands. You have people saying, "Well, that's not aesthetically pleasing." You know, <laughs> listen. I know, I know that you know the likes of Fur Park. 
looks like somebody's made us a beautiful stadium, run out of money to buy some the wee stands and put a couple of egg boxes in in their place. But if if it means you adding an extra ten thousand to your seating capacity or fifteen thousand to your seating capacity, you put that calculation to, to good effect that if you could sell ten thousand se- season tickets, how that is how much money is that worth? You don't have the benefit, and this is where people, you know love them or dislike them or whatever, you don't have the likes of Sir David Murray basically saying, I'll provide the steel for 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 this next bit of the, the project. Okay, I'll get weighed in for it. But you have, if you like, you have a, a steel version of case catalogue that you buy now, pay later sort of type thing. And you could do things with the stadium. You know, I, I, I wonder whether there is anything has been looked at because you're my rangers thing there must be there must be thousands of people on that who are desperately trying to get tickets and if the opportunity came to buy a season ticket they would be first in the queue to buy a season ticket yeah but you have to increase the size of the stadium and you have to increase the capacity for that if rangers can't go anywhere at least be honest and say either we haven't any plans for that or there is no Way we can do any kind of reconstruct on the stadium as it is just now. Otherwise, you're you're, you're going to live with this position until such times. Dare I say it? You absolutely piss off the current support because they're not getting what they want out of being a season ticket holder. They give up their season tickets, and you get people saying, "Oh well, let, let them do that." We've got other people waiting in the wings. Except you don't have other people waiting in the wings. Because the people that are waiting in the wings are also cheesed off because they're actually paying to buy into a system that doesn't benefit in them any way, shape, or form. Yeah, no, no, you're absolutely right. And I think I think as well, you know, I was thinking about the actual ticketing system itself, and I was thinking, you know, standard standard companies that produce these these kinds of systems, you know, if you're gonna upgrade it or you're or you're gonna change the way that it works, you know, have a have a little beta program where you know you put like maybe five thousand people on it to test how it works, and then you know before you release the final product. Type you've thing. done it's it. You've, you've done it. You've done. You've done these things in your job. I've done these things. Of course. In of previous course. jobs I've had. You, it's you, not hard. You destruction test, right? So you basically go in and you basically try to break the system that you've created. It might you might be in tears at the end of the week, but you can you can guarantee that it's um you know that you've, you've you've tested it to the full yeah 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 agreed and you know jim jim sloan kind of hits the nail on the head there i yeah. think i think that i think the fear Stuart, i think the, the the kind of overriding fear of this rangers rangers board is disruption i think any any disruption that may generate a revenue loss no matter how tiny it is um, is is batted at the park without consideration. That's 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 what it feels like right now. Um, and obviously we are we are as as fans the cash cow. You know, and 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 I was going to touch on when you were talking about the kind of you know the the Premier League and um, you know, England and Scotland. I think England sorry, and Scotland sorry, are kind of going. Jim, sorry, Jim Sloan. There, right? It's easier just to put up season ticket prices and the merch, right? That there, he has absolutely encapsulated. The, the problem and the issue there. You keep asking the same people, you keep rattling your can in front of the same people who are already, you know, going down the back of the couch to try and pull out uh, uh, you know, an extra tenner or hoping there's loose change down the back of the couch to pay for an extra ticket during the course of the season. Jim's absolutely yeah. spot on. You can only hit that audience a certain number of times. And given the constraints that we're in just now, Financially, in terms of a, a wider society, that that is something that m- might not be available to you. If you're looking at it, and 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 you you're a guy, you might take your son to the football as well. So that's two season tickets, and you are not earning the same amount of money that you were earning. You've now got heating bills and electricity bills that, you, that were unexpected, and then you're getting you know a bit of grief as to well, how much are you going to be spending this Christmas on me. The, the, all these considerations are, are, you know, make it, you know, sort of a, a difficult decision for people. It shouldn't really be a difficult decision. 
but it turns into a difficult decision. Do I support my team and I am I and I'm still loyal to my team, or do I do I pay for real life things? And it's it, it, I, I I honestly think we're we're approaching a a position just now where it it, it seriously could go bang. And I think it might, you know, I think it might do if, if, if you know, rumours are to be believed and that we're in the kind of process of a potential takeover. Um, you know, rumours doing the rounds that, you know, that might be announced at the AGM. But, but I mean, for me, that is probably one of the most explosive um, types of uh, fixes that we could, that, you know, that we could put in place. And I might explain a lot, you know, in regards to what's been happening on and off the field recently. But at the same time, you know, We've been we've been talking about improvements, easy improvements that this board could make since they since they took over, and and they've never listened now. So why are they going to listen again in the future? You know what is what is the solution? The, the, the solution might be for me at least recognize that the fans have issues, and recognize that they are they are concerned and worried for a very good reason. Not not to not to make life difficult for you as a board, not to be hostile towards you as a board, not to take you, you know, cause enough mischief that means that you take your eye off the ball. None of that. They're, they're basically asking, we might have come up with a solution. Will you listen to us? And the answer quite clearly is no, we won't, because we're in a position of authority and a position of power. And, and we'll still come back and basically rattle our cans in front of you for you to fill them, and then we'll go and do our own thing again. Yeah, agreed. Um, I, I, I highlighted this comment actually for Curry Muncher talking about putting live games on YouTube for one ninety nine. Come on. Um, <laughs> that's another Rangers that we know. But um, at the same time, you know, England and Scotland, I think, are the only countries in the world that have this 3pm Saturday blackout. Um and I, and I don't know what what is holding them back from getting rid of that because that opens up a massive channel for revenue um, as well, surely. Well, it it does. I've never bought into. I've never subscribed to this idea that if you buy to watch Rangers or Spurs or or whoever it might be, that you are then taking money away from Dundee United or Wolves or whoever it is. You know, it's that 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 is just that is just how it is. You know, it's it nothing nothing would compel me even if he unless unless he start they started sending fibers through the post to me to say here's your fiver you can you can you must watch this game now and then I might do it. Or I might just actually with some of the teams in Scottish football, I might just send the fiver back saying, here, you can you can keep it. Nothing, nothing is, you know, would compel you to watch some of the dross in Scottish football. Nothing. You no. know, it, 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 it's not your team. I have, you know, I, I have no interest in them. I really, you know, they have no interest in me other than, you know, and, and I mean professionally here, other than it used to, you know, pick up the phone and try and chastise you in some way, shape or form because of something you'd written. And ultimately, you were then proved to be right anyway, And as, as, as I've, I've, I've always told, you know, certain people. But it, it, it cannot work that way. If I want to sit at home and watch a 3pm game anywhere in Britain and pay a fiver to watch it, it's not taking money out of anybody else's pocket because for me to watch that game, I am paying a fiver to somebody who I think is watching it. A, a, a Wolves fan is never going to pay to watch Aston Villa, Birmingham City, Leicester City, da-da-da-da, you name it. A Rangers fan is never going to pay a fiver to watch anybody else other than Rangers. Yep, unless it's for a bit. <laughs> unless they've got a sense of humour and they're drunk. I <laughs> enjoy that. Come on, when we'll go out and watch St. Marin or something. I'm on then. <clears throat> Sounds like a great night. Um, <clears throat> right, sure. I think I think we've done that to death. Um, and it's currently two two for the women, which is fabulous um, as well. So hopefully they can win that game. Um, have you got any shout outs that you would like to give? 
Dobre, lej. Dobre, lej. It's me. No, I mean, I, you know, I think uh, I, I'd have to say that there was a bit of a spring in the step of a great many people that I know given the results over the weekend. And unexpected as it was, it would be gratefully received. Um, if I was generally fans, I said I'd pay myself to appear in that. Don't worry. Uh, but but the thing is, though, and this is this is the this is the the worrying thing. Even those Celtic were beaten by St. Mern and it puts and it and it's been a it's a real shot in the arm for Rangers. How many Rangers fans out there are thinking to themselves, "Oh no, we can only shoot ourselves in the foot next time out." No, take advantage of it. You're almost you're almost worried about what might happen the next time because you know you've been given this wee Brucey bonus, and all you're going to do is cock it up the next time. I mean, that is a sad state of affairs to be in, but that's what you become you become used to with the performance levels over the last, in fact, the last couple of years even. That is the uncomfortable truth. I am. We've not really moved on for that. You know, there's not been a time where, um, you know, other than the Europa League, where we've been in a position where we've thought to ourselves, actually, we could do this. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Aye. I mean, I mean, the qualification for the Champions League. The the whole mindset was when the draw was made. Oh no, it's PSV or Monaco. Well, actually, it's PSV or Monaco. You're not going to have to play both of them. You only need to play one of them. And you'll therefore only need to beat one of them. And the mindset was was still, well, we did well enough in Europe last season. We should be able to do it again. And it, and it, and it proved that way. That things have moved on and you're now in the Champions League and you suddenly realise you're in amongst the big boys. And the big boys are, you know, if, if you go, if, if you try and punch them and you miss, they're going to deck you. It was painful in Amsterdam. It was painful for a bit at Ibrox last week as well. But there was, even though it was still a, a 3 nothing defeat, you had certain sort of factors. You did you the red card that did change the game. But that first half, Rangers, Rangers gave as good as they got. And, and, I, and I still believe that Rangers... They might not have won that game, but I don't think they'd have lost 3 0. In fact, in fact, I don't even think they might have lost. I think they actually might have might have drawn that game. That might be the best result that Rangers could have got last week against Napoli. But things took a, a turn for the worse and all of a sudden you you you've lost 3 0 again. But there was enough things in there to, to to tell you or to say, yeah, they've got a bit more about them in this game and what they had in the in the opening tie. But you still, still going forward, you can still end up with Rangers getting a real bloody nose a few times before this group stage is finished. Yeah, yeah. You know, obviously we've we've got <clears throat> Liverpool coming up and uh, a couple of other tasty tasty fixtures after that, and uh, it just you know, like you say, it doesn't it doesn't look good in terms of opportunities to to potentially make some money <laughs> other than getting the group fee. <laughs> I mean the half the half and the half and half scarf market is the one the one oh, you get into life. you know be, I mean that, that's just that's just amazing but but again is that the only is that the only thing you're going to end up with out of this European campaign? Hopefully not. Hopefully not. I mean there is an opportunity obviously for us to for us to drop into the Europa League um in a in a decent position, but uh, you know Personally, from 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 what I've seen now, I don't want to be the doomsday guy, but I, I can't I can't see it happening. I don't know about you. In in that group, I, I mean, listen, let's not kid ourselves. That this is this group, this section is probably the hardest and toughest that Rangers could have could have picked. Even at, even I reckon if you'd hand picked the teams out yourself, you wouldn't have got. You, you you wouldn't get it any harder no. with the with the with the clubs that are involved in this. There are three really good sides, and I'll tell you the measure of actually how good that Ajax team were. 
there was the bit that you were saying Rangers played poorly. Rangers were not at the races in Amsterdam. Ajax beat them comfortably. Ajax put in a bloody good performance against Liverpool. And I think you saw then that that Ajax team were a real team. Liverpool are, 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 are not on it. They're a kind of... They're like a V8 engine running in six and a half cylinders just now. One of these days, they'll, they'll all of a sudden they'll, they'll burst into life. You just hope it's not in the next two <laughs> European ties. But it's it's. Um, I think that I think that Ajax team are a much better team than maybe they were given credit for after the first game against Rangers because most people, especially in this neck of the woods, were concentrating on Rangers' woes rather than the team that had just taken them apart. Aye, and I think, <clears throat> I think realistically, you know, we could we could hope for we could hope for a third place, um, and hope the team suddenly start to click and pull things together. You know, we 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 have got some positives on on the hill regards um, players recovering from injuries and stuff, but at the same time, you know, we kind of be in a position where we're where we're reliant on that. Um, you know, we need to have the depth to be able to cope with 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 the ever changing fixture landscape, um, and we just don't You're have that need- at the moment. You're going to need six points now. Yeah. You're going to need a minimum of six points because you've already dropped three points to uh, Napoli and Ajax. And I think, oh, to be to be honest, I think, you know, Napoli are already in kind of pole position in that group. They are a, a really good... They're a good team to watch as well. I mean, it almost, it almost became last week this is bad, but it's not that bad because it's actually quite good watching this team doing what they're doing. Yeah. Um, and but but Ajax are already three points ahead. They look as if they can they, they could turn over just about anybody. And so to, to actually beat them, you've got to come up with three points to negate that first game, and then probably another three points from somewhere just to make sure you stay ahead of them. I well let's well let's hope that happens. Um, you know. It's possibly unlikely, but if we do do it, then you know we'll have a we'll have a happier podcast. <laughs> ah, sorry, what are you trying to say? <laughs> I, just my, from me, I, I just made my cherry wood. That's it. Look, look forward to Stuart's uh, two-part interview on Rangers TV. Um, <clears throat> so <laughs> the first bit's behind a paywall. The second bit's behind a brick wall. <laughs> I true that true that my friend and mine's mine's cancelled I'm on it they wouldn't have let me on anyway um, well I tell you what Stuart it's been a it's been an absolute pleasure having you on tonight um, to talk um, Rangers and trapdoors um, trapdoors <laughs> tunnels uh, dug treats you know you name it we've covered it mate um, and 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 hopefully you know coming off the end of this international break we've got we've got more positive things to talk about. Um, I hate international breaks, by the way. I, I do, them. I do. I that, just, that, 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 that was your open goal there, and uh, you scored as well, mate. So it was, it was. I never realised how much I liked club football until international breaks became a thing. <laughs> I know. I, I actually dread them because um, right. I didn't even, I didn't even like watching England. To be honest, that you know, I'm, I'm, <laughs> not even, I'm not even into watching any teams really. So this World Cup's going to be an absolute drag for me. It's so, it's so bad. You. So bad, and you miss club football that much. You suddenly become an expert on Uzbekistan, <laughs> and and how, where they pull their players from. You know what I mean? Or Norway, and I see they're not Erling Haaland's, are they? No. So it's like <laughs> I, I mean, it's it's amazing what you watch because you just cannot suffer international football. But uh, anyway, as, a, as someone famously said, we are where we are. I think it was Shackleton, but anyway, I was. Uh, <laughs> It was mate. Um but I anyway, we'll catch up with you guys as uh, you guys as in the listeners and watchers. Thanks very much for, for tuning in. Um obviously we'll catch up with you guys uh, probably next week, I guess, um when we'll when we'll have a our Rangers fixtures pre show, hopefully, if we can get folks to turn up for it. But um we'll catch you next time. I've been Snags, he's been uh, Stuart Weir and we've been the Rangers Air Podcast. Cheerio! <laughs>